We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Welcome back to Veterans Minimum. On this episode, we're going to be talking about the Antonio Brown saga and just cancers in locker rooms. Uh, we're going to play spitball, give you our games of the week and our picks, so stay tuned. Did it in my own life? Did this shit my whole life. Did this shit my whole life. Yo. Oh, your mic's not even on, bro. Oh, wow. Thank God. God. Not, he's not plugged yeah. in. Hold on. Oh, I'm all we about finally this. Finally. Oh, what is this? Right, I'm right. back. Yeah, you're good. Yeah. <laughs> it was fun while it lasted. Yo, first of all, I'm going to start doing that. That was, was fire. Fun. Hold Yo, on. You know what's nice to know? Because usually you, I can't pause this and like mute you, but I can just unplug that mic now. Mm. <laughs> that was great. I'm going to start doing that. All right. So with that being said... <clears throat> Let's unplug that shit again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yay! Oh, he's stealing Nick's mic. Oh, right, you're good. You're good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to start unplugging mics. Oh, fuck. That was funny. Uh, anyway, how's everyone doing? Everyone's here. Mm-hmm. Chele. What's up? Chele. Yo, your head's pretty shiny today. Yo, I just shaved it yesterday. Clean. Out here. My my girlfriend was getting mad. My fiance was getting mad at me. Damn. Because I was, I was letting it. She's like, yo. Because you were calling her your girlfriend? No. <laughs> she, she, she was like, yo. Letting it loose? Yo, you look like fucking George an old Costanza. man. What's wrong with you? I call myself George Costanza when I look like that. Because I, I got the hardcore you around my head. That's fire. Because I got dark. I got jet black hair. Yo, have you ever considered growing the you? No. What? Yeah, no. the you's dumb. Bro, no. There's a lot of old Wait, guys. Wait, what's that? the you? I'm, I'm like 30. Oh. There's a lot of old guys. Maybe in 20 years I'll grow out the you and I just don't Go. give a fuck. <laughs> no. My dad ponytails his you. It's fire. So Paul Heyman. Your dad's wilding though. He wears a hat. He got the ponytail coming out. No one even knows he doesn't have any hair. Exactly. Out <laughs> He's a master of Y'all disguise. Yo, this one old guy in my building has like long hair out the back. I always thought he had hair. He came down without a hat one day. Bald. It's like <laughs> hair on the back. I'm like, yeah, that's crazy. That's weird. That's gonna be Tim. 
If I ever have nah, to go too. bald, I'm just going to work out as much as possible, get yoked, and then grow a giant beard. Because I feel like those are the type of people that could pull it off. Mm. You know, if you're bald, you got to have a beard. He does. No, I know. Yeah, of course. Tim pulls it off like masterfully. Thanks. Ooh, you do. I'm out here. I'm out here trying. Not a lot of people can. I, I would look like a fucking ass. I'd be fucked, yo, because my head is mad big already. Yeah, big I have a big head. head. That shit would be. And my head is mad like the form, the back. Yeah, but your hairline's like immaculate. It is, right? Yeah, I always worry every time I go to the barber and he, like I get a shape up. I'm like, yo, shit's going way back. Your shit is fire. Yo, my shit's going back over here on the yo, side. I always feel like yeah, this. No, it's kind of quiet. Straight. It's kind of quiet. <laughs> yo, my shit used to be straight. My shit is going back. Nah, your shit is fine, bro. Frankie's got an immaculate hairline too, and he pulls that shit back. I'm like, bro. Frankie's got that Latin hair. His shit is like perfect. Like you don't yeah. even need to line it up. I'm a little jealous of Frankie's hair. I mean, I'm, I'm not. not gonna lie. I'm not. I want that. I, I want a giant mane. I used to have a giant. You guys remember when I had long hair? Or yeah, was, you had like a fucking blowout. Yeah. Oh no, no, that's that's. I used to have like. That was like when I first met long, him. long hair. I remember oh, when no. Johnny had long hair. That dude looked so greasy. Yeah, he was, <laughs> he was just greasy looking. He's still greasy. His looking. hair always looked wet. I was like, "Why is it getting so wet?" Yeah, when we went to Cancun, because you know the ten year challenge thing is like really popular yeah. right now on Instagram. Was that ten years ago? Well, it was nine, Jesus but Christ. I went back. Uh, I re like uh, activated my Facebook just so I could get those pictures. Nice, nice, nice. And I saw some pictures of us from Cancun, and you actually had like like a buzz cut. I'd say you had with a mohawk in the yeah, 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 the mohawk on. Yeah. I almost some pictures that I think the fiance would get a little angry, but we'll save those for another time. No, 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 no. Had to go and say that. Deactivate, those are, deactivate. Those are bachelor party pictures. Edit that out. Edit that out. Yeah. Edit, do you know what's funny? One of those pictures has a giant hickey edited out of my neck. <laughs> I, like, no, I really like this picture, but I don't want to like be on Facebook with a giant hickey. Right, so right. I had my friend who's good at Photoshop, Photoshop the hickey wow. out. Nice. And no, That's one, initiative. and no one knows. And no one knows. So now it's just a fire picture. So now it's a good picture. <laughs> <laughs> I guess now everyone knows, though. That I yeah, just, you I just completely defeated the purpose. I just ratted on myself. Yeah, I mean, fine. it's 10 years later, though, so, you know. We'll see. Yeah. Truth comes out eventually. Yeah, it, some, something like that happened to me. You know, it's funny. So, like, you can't find this video anymore on the internet because I, like, privated all my old videos. But there was a video that I did in your house with Johnny. And it was like the first video I ever. It was the day before I filmed my first ever like the haircut video. Yeah, I remember that homemade haircut. It was the day before I filmed my first ever like talking to the camera type of video. And in that video, I was like making jokes about one of Johnny's ex girlfriends that I have never met. I was just being a dickhead, like you know, because like she had got him glasses or something, and like (laughs) I was just like, and he's like, yeah, no, I got. He said, I don't know. The story when he got her. A pair of glasses. Yeah. And then she ended up being uh, unfaithful, I believe. I don't and know. That's how it ended. I'm not sure. But Johnny asked for the glasses back. Yeah. And you Ooh. thought that was like the most pimp move of all yeah, time. Yeah, I was like, yo, that's fucking gangster. So I start, I was like just being a dickhead and like whatever. It's like when you break off an engagement and people sometimes you like ask for the ring back. Yeah, and Johnny was like. Yes, for glasses. <laughs> we were yo, talking about it. if you break it. off an engagement, you best get that ring back. Yeah, oh, 100%. Yeah. Well, you broke up our relationship. You best get those glasses back, apparently. Yeah, I mean, their glasses and engagement are a little different. (laughs) But, yo, it was funny because it reminds me of this because I remember thinking at that time, like, oh, I could upload this because, like, you know, 50 people are going to see it. It's not a big deal. And then that video had like 300,000 views. I was like, oh, fuck. I had to take it down. (laughs) It was bad, though. It was funny. uh, Dominic was with me. My ex girlfriend gave me an Xbox 360 for my birthday. And then when we broke up, she was asking for a bunch of shit back. And I was like, yo, you can have it all back. You're not, not getting, getting this the Xbox. <laughs> There's no way. There's no way you're getting it. Oh, my God. Can't do it. Yeah, I don't know. 
Anyway, you guys want to talk uh, some sports or you want to talk about hairlines and Xboxes? Um, kind of be down for both. Yeah. Uh, is there a third option? I don't know. Hand you want to talk either? Hand jobs? Hand jobs. <laughs> Interesting. Good or bad? The world no. will never know. <laughs> Great when you're, you know, young. It's like snow. That's what I always compared it to. It's awesome <laughs> when you're young and it's fun. It's great. You get you older, you you're like, shovel. I don't know. I don't know if I even How long is it going to take you to come up with that comparison? Yo, honestly, I, 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 after I, so I did it. Because everyone I, says that about snow. What? Like, I've heard that about, about snow. Handjobs? Oh, about handjobs? About handjobs. I've never oh. heard anyone compare the two before. No, and I, I did it one time on a vine. As soon as I was done filming it, I was like, yo, that might have been the funniest thing I ever said. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yo, that was so genius. I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna say how I know this because it it's too late. I really hope this doesn't but involve me. Joe, yeah, it involves Joe, it involves Nick. Bro, you guys both know exact. We they let's just put it this way: they've been thinking about how 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 good or bad a hand job is for a long time. And I'm gonna leave it at that. Super open ended. I'll be honest; I don't even know what <laughs> yeah, you're talking I'm about. Yeah, kind of confused. That makes it seem like me and Nick were jerking each other off. <laughs> nah, I'll give you a hint. Co- summer contest. That's all I'm saying. Summer. I'm context. not gonna say it on air, bro. That's off. That's an off-air thing. Can I get some more context? Do you know? Dunkin' what it is Donuts. Yet? No, no, no. Dunkin' Donuts contest. This is like the fucking cupcake. Was it like we were trying not day. to jerk off or something? No, 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 no. I'm mad confused. Can you First tell of us all, after? I, I remember sitting I in Dunkin' Donuts. You talking about the one on on uh, Steinway? On Steinway, yeah. Yeah, I remember sitting there. I have no idea what you're talking about though. We'll go over. Dude, I've had numerous hand job conversations. That's true. Yeah, I'm a fan. Well, this one's. I like. I love this one. Stood out in Tim's mind. Huh? This conversation of hand well, jobs. it was uh, it, let's say it stood out because that summer was a standout summer. We had a great summer that year. Was we I counting f- how many hand jobs I had? We had a, no, no, I mean, no. or I was like trying to like break a record of hand jobs. Or no, 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 you're so off. Did we? I don't know. He's so like <laughs> so far infatuated with this con. I think people are gonna think I got jerked off in Dunkin' Donuts. That didn't happen. <laughs> by, by, by me too. <laughs> so let me just say it's Nick Joe Handjob. Sorry. There you go. Dunkin' Donuts. They know what's going on. I'm like, I'm like, wait, did I get drunk and Nick? We, we were like jerking each other off. Like, oh, yeah, it was mad Tim, did it happen? Yeah. Uh, no, no, uh, no comment. <laughs> I will say, and then we'll get into the episode. There was a time where we all were at the same house party, and you guys were trying so hard for me to steal a statue. From this girl's house. Oh, you remember when we hit that phase <laughs> when we would go to house parties and we're like, yo, we should steal like a mad important object, but like that wasn't a, like the remote to the TV. Right. No, you know what I said? To, you know what I said? All the spoons. I said, yo, I steal all the spoons. Won't know, but one day you're going to be like, where the Bro, fuck? the next morning when they go to eat cereal, that'd be yeah. fucked. Yo, the statue. So I remember the statue. The statue, I, it, first of all, it was a great statue. It was like a little guy holding like a pizza or something. I, I, I think I remember this. I don't remember. But, I, but you were like, "Yo, just take it." It was like when I first got my <laughs> license, so I had my mom's car, and I was like, "I don't know, like I kind of." Bro, fit my you guys trunk. used to go like lawn shopping. Yeah, let's not. Get oh, that. yo, one time, you know how like um, they'll be like decorate poli- Dom's lawn. Politicians <laughs> would be like, "Vote for X, Y, Z, whatever." Oh my you know, god, we took like thirty-five signs and we put them all in front of Dominic's house. <laughs> yeah, we just pointed them. In. <laughs> You just see mad signs, and his dad woke up the next morning, and his dad is like super off the boat Italian. He's like, Dom, what's what's going on here? Dom's like, yo, you guys are assholes. Yo, mad signs, son. Mad signs in there. Yeah, that's amazing. That's good stuff. Yeah, we've done a lot of stupid shit when we were younger. Anyway, kind of miss those days. Oh, oh, now yeah. I'm 30. I can't. Yeah, you'll get arrested, even, right? Can't even look back at those things. That and be is like, when I you start to sound really old when you yeah. say I miss those days, or like back yeah, in my man. day. Because or- I remember when I was a kid. I used to just think they would last forever. I used to be like, this will never end. I was fucking Me and Keith wrong. were talking about playing Manhunt the other day. 
Yeah, you know what the worst part is? When Could I was you imagine that now playing Manhunt? 20, 27, 28 year olds running through <laughs> no someone's No one would run. Yo, everyone, everyone would look and be like, all right, I got 10,000 steps in and my heart rate was at right. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I burned some calories. This is a really good, really good game. Yo, Yo, growing up, I remember, I like vividly remember like graduating middle school and graduating high school and like my brother and my sister like, Yo, like I was like, yo, this is sick. Like, yo, the next four years are gonna fly. When I graduate high school, yo, the next four years are gonna fly. And like, here I am. Was it like thirteen years? At fourteen years later, fucking flew by. Flies. College flies. I really don't feel that way to be honest. But I also didn't like. I haven't been in school in a while, so I haven't college been flew the fuck by. Yeah, college. It's crazy to think that I was in college for five. I felt years like I was stressed I was out forever. But then, like when I look back, I'm like, yo, it's mad fast, yo. Bro, my ten years this year for for high school. I was looking through my yearbook to find pictures of the 10 year challenge thing again. I'm so happy that you said that because I just, it's funny that you guys are talking about this because the craziest thing happened to me today. I looked down at one of my kids, um, one of my students' IDs, and he was born in 2007. That's and you graduated. I graduated high school in 2006. I thought you were going to, never mind. I was going to say something so Mad stupid. Old. I thought you were going to say one of your kids was one of your. Friends you went to high school oh, with, child. Oh, so, nah, nah. That, that'd be that's possible. I mean, that is, yo, is it? yo, when I was a freshman, a girl had a two-year-old. Yeah, son. yeah, it is. I'm stupid. She huh? had a two-year-old son when I was a freshman in high school. When my, she my, was a freshman too. Yeah, we were the same age. Right, right. She my was bad as shit, have, but uh, she had a kid, so I was mad and mature back then. <laughs> <laughs> my high school used to have a nursery for all the girls with kids. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to New York, everyone. Yeah. Shout out to the PSAL out here, dog. Yeah. Anyway, so Antonio Brown. Yeah. <laughs> Antonio Brown, obviously, there's a... What was that? <laughs> <laughs> I forgot to do it for the cameras. Oh, okay. This kid's clapping really. That was a weird-ass clap, I was hoping too. no one would hear it. No, it was weird. No, it looked like you were going to kill a fly. Yeah. Man, you guys always would buy claps. I'm just saying. Fucking clap police over here. No, it was the you most clap man weird, bro. thing ever. Yeah. Now you're clapping like a salsa dancer. Yeah, like a flamenco dancer. Flamenco? <laughs> Yo. <laughs> Not for nothing. I went to see flamenco in Sevilla, Spain. I th- are you trying that to say shit flamingo? Was fire. No, it's flamenco. Oh, dancing. I thought you were trying to say flamingo. Yeah, me like too. I thought, I thought it was flamingo until I went to Spain Yo. and got all cultured and shit. You know, this is like a foreign language to me. I don't flamenco. Know he just said the last thirty. It's seconds. like when they, when they tap dance and they're like, Tarrr! and they play the guitar. Fire. Uh, Super fire. Antonio Brown. <laughs> I don't know how he got here. I don't know. I said Antonio Brown, and then yeah. Tim's clap led to his experience in Spain. So anyway, Antonio Brown, <laughs> obviously there's a lot of shit going down in Pittsburgh. Uh, when's that interview coming? He's doing an interview with like James Harrison, where apparently he's like airing everything out. They uh they nixed it. Nah. They're not at putting le- it up. At least with James Harrison is nixed. Okay. I heard his agent doesn't want the reports. Are his agents? His agent came through and was like, "This is stupid, bro. Chill." Yeah. So, but he's doing like an actual interview with probably like Rachel Nichols. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All I right. think so. That's coming soon, according to his Twitter. He kind of was wilding on Twitter yesterday. Yeah, he was. He was going at it with uh, Manu, uh, Manny Sanders, the Broncos. They were going back and forth. Because Manny Sanders. What are you going to Manny Sanders for? Yeah. No, <laughs> Manny Sanders. <laughs> my guy, yo. You know Manny. Yeah, you know Manny. Yeah. Ten mode. Yo, he, he's nice. On, he's good on TV. He's yeah, got a future so on that's TV. the thing. He's been, he's been doing a lot of uh, NFL Network stuff. And you know, being an anal- an, an, an you could do it, Anna, an analyst <laughs> on there, and uh, he he he's pretty solid. And you know, Bruce Arians came out and and he called Antonio Brown a diva, and then Manny Sanders started talking about it, and then him and him and AB were going back and forth on Twitter and shit. So 
It's crazy, man. It's crazy what's going on with Antonio Brown. Do you know what's funny, man? I was almost on Antonio Brown's side, and then Twitter happened. And then, like, what, like, the things that he was choosing to retweet, there's one retweet in particular where I tweeted at him, at Antonio Brown, and I'm sure he didn't give two shits that I tweeted at him. But the point is, like, I was like, yo, I cannot believe you retweeted this. Um, it was, it was wild. He was like, how can you guys say that, that Antonio Brown, um, has, like I, I wish I could find the. Yo, he retweeted Mike ones. Sims Walker. I haven't heard that name in years. Michael Sims like Walker, a tight end. Nah, he was a wideout for the Jags. Oh, oh, wow, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, <laughs> he, he retweeted a retweet that said, "You know, can't you guys see Antonio Brown? He's just sick of being mistreated, and he's sick of balling out, but his franchise always loses." And he retweeted that. Yo, Antonio, my dude. I thought Tim was gonna Listen, take the mic off the stand. Yo, I'm, I'm about to, like, cause you're on on planet X. If you believe that that's the truth, like, you gotta understand, you're on the Steelers, bro. That's the model franchise of the NFL. Like, you, you're you're gonna complain about being in a franchise that doesn't care about winning when you're on the Steelers. On top of that, you abandoned your team in week 17, playing for a playoff spot. What are you complaining about? That your team doesn't want to win. The only person that doesn't want to win is you. And you're gonna you're gonna say, yeah, I quit on the team because the tw- the team doesn't want to win, and that the organization's not committed to winning. The Steelers organization's not committed to winning. Mm. At that point, you're grasping at straws. I I mean, you're just grasping at straws if you're AB. He's he's clearly in the wrong here, and he's and he's like, he he reminds me of one of my sixth graders when like. I'll go up, like, I'll see you throw a pencil across the room. And I'll go up to you and be like, yo, why did you throw that pencil across the room? And they'll look me dead in the face and be like, I didn't throw that pencil. And I was like, but yes, you did. I saw you. He's like, no, 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 I didn't throw the pencil. Right. All right, I got to kick you out of the room now. Like, you got to go to the dean's office. Right, right. I'm like, I just like, what happened? Like, I want to know what happened and why he's so upset. I think we're going to find out, though. Like, I feel like there has to be something. Because if it's just like, well, you just, just throw me the ball. Listen, I'm all for expressing yourself. Like, you know, say what you want. But there's always that saying, some things are better left unsaid. And that stuff you just brought up of like, yo, I don't know if my team wants. Like, yo, keep that behind closed doors. Same thing, like, I've seen people say this, too, on Twitter and stuff. And out there, like, what is this interview going to say? Like, what, what can he possibly say without degrading other players when he's talking about this incident? Because it's from his point of view. Yeah. It's not like uh, someone who was there watching it all unfold telling the story. It's from his point of view. So obviously it's going to be slanted toward how he wants to portray, portray the story. So like, what good really comes out of that if if we're seeing what he's saying on Twitter and what could possibly be said in a documentary? Like they're saying right now, our Rooney said they're not the doors enclosed on him coming back, although it's improbable. So why would you burn that bridge? I think the bridge has been burned though. Right? Yeah, I think at, that at was this bullshit. point you can't you can't come back from that. They first can't of all, cut him. First of all, they can't cut him, so like it's not burned. They can't cut him, but they I have don't to move him. And yeah, they'll they'll, they'll what, trade him, and they have zero leverage. So why would they move him? They'll trade him, but you've seen wide receivers go for third, fourth round picks in the past too. Even if a guy, they might not be at the level that Antonio Brown is, but at that point, like yo, the guy is he's a hell of a talent, right? He's a top five wide receiver. Wherever you want to put him on that list, he's top five. That I don't think anyone would debate that, and he's productive. When you're winning and you're productive, you put up with people's shit, right? It's why it's why you always see 
guys like uh, Michael Vick got second chances. Um, Plaxico Burris even got a second chance. All these guys get second chances after they fuck up. It's because they're they're good. They're talented. And you deal with their shit when everything is going right. But then the moment that he starts acting up and you're losing and you quit on your team, I just think you can't repair that. Especially yeah, no. with the Steelers. Because if you go to another team, that's their problem now. And they don't know you as that cancer. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, yo, Joe might say Tim's a dick, but Tim to me is the best guy I know. You know what I mean? But it everyone perceives people differently depending on how they were treated by that person. It's it, Who's that guy? Randy? I think it was Randy Gregory who threw his girl onto a pile of... Greg Hardy? Uh, that was Greg, Greg Hardy. Hardy. Greg Hardy. Who's fighting this weekend right. in the UFC, by the way. Greg Hardy. Talk about second chances. Through, yeah, and he got re-signed in the NFL. I was about to mention... With the Cowboys. In the He got he re-signed with the Cowboys. First of all, he had like allegations and then re up with the Panthers and then re up with the Cowboys. And now he has a chance to fight in USC. I mean, in the UFC. So you give that guy a second chance. But I think as monstrous as what he did is and he took advantage of his strength against a weaker person and that is that is really the the definition of weakness in my opinion is when you use your strength against someone that has no no chance against you right so he did something very weak and very cowardice but he didn't turn on his teammates and he didn't isolate the locker room he'll get a second chance a guy like Antonio Brown even though in regular life this is not a worst this is not a worst-case scenario whatsoever, and it's not the worst of the two. I feel like this is harder to come back from than nah, with Greg Hardy. Nah, not if he gets shipped to a different team. Bro, you're comparing, like, No, I'm talking about the same team. I'm talking about the same team. I'm not saying in life. I'm saying in a locker room. People are more likely to accept a domestic abuser than they are to accept a bad teammate. I don't think so. I don't think so either. I, I, don't think I, so. think, I see what you're saying. You see, like... You, Someone quits on your team, and you're like, well, fuck bro, this guy. Like, I don't want to play with you. Tim, we're Jet fans. We see Jamal Adams tweeting at me, yo, come this way. He's like, we'll take you. Yeah, because he's talented. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Everyone That's not what he's him. saying, though. He's saying, like, if... if uh, Bro, the locker room will welcome him. Jamal, a, new, a new locker room. A new locker room. That's right. what we're saying, though. But no, no, he's talking about the Steelers locker room. Oh, the Steelers, it's done. He's not No, 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 but he, but he was making the comparison of, like, if you uh, commit a crime, oh, you have, like, a DUI or something... Your your teammates are gonna be like, oh fuck you, dude! Like you had a DUI, how bad? Or but if you quit on your team, they're like, well fuck you, get the fuck out of here. Oh yeah, for so, sure. Like that's what he, that's what he's saying. Yeah, I don't disagree with that. But, but yeah, I'm that, saying like out. for a new team, they're not gonna. Nah. They're not gonna care. They'll be like, yo, look, you get a clean slate here. Josh Gordon, how much shit did that dude go go through in Cleveland? Right. New England took him. They're like, yo, listen, we're gonna throw some people by you. They're gonna monitor you. They're gonna take care of you. Yada yada. Your pass is your pass, but you're with us now. And we're S- gonna take care of you. Same with Garrett Blunt. Same thing with LeGarrette Blunt. Same thing with a lot of guys. A lot of guys that go to New England. And, and just in general, when guys go to new teams, that's, that's yeah. what happens. Listen, so I'm willing, if we're talking about, like, second chances, I'm all for, like, adding a character issue guy to my team. You know, but if when it comes to, like, just looking like a baseball, like A-Rod or PED users, like, I don't want that on my team. So no cheaters. Right, right. No cheaters. No criminals. Like, yo, this guy AB for, like... Take it for what it is, but he didn't do anything wrong. Yeah. Like, you know, morally wrong anyway. Yeah. He just got into an argument with, with obviously, the face of the franchise, the quarterback, someone you shouldn't be yeah. getting into an argument with. So that's a hard relationship to repair when he's the one who has to feed you, in a, you know, in a sense. Yeah. And also, has AB, I feel like this is the first time that he's done this. 
AB was never a guy like this, I don't think. I think this is the first from, time where from, it came from out. From the public eye, yeah. But yeah. we hear Ryan Clark say, yo, this dude had, had was an issue when I was there. Manny Sanders, too. But is it, co- is it a coincidence that this is the only time that he's not the man? I don't, That's true, too. I, I don't think it is. Yo, the guy has diva tendencies, bro. Like, let's just be real. He dances. He's flashy. Yo, he, he got the, he he got the fresh that cut every game. Yeah, but I also... How about he tweeted that shit like, yo, people say, I'm a diva. Look at this. Like, that's the most diva thing you could tweet. Yeah. I mean, it's... He's it's, like, yo, Emmanuel Sanders is a diva for airing my shit out. And you call me a diva. I don't know, man. I think, very you, I think you deal with it because he's productive. No, of course you do. But I'm saying, like, I, I wouldn't doubt that, like... You're talking about Juju coming into the mix? Because you were like, is this the first time we've heard about it? Like, yeah, I'm sure there's players who are really good that in the locker room, they're a certain guy, but no one's going to say anything because it's like, you're not really doing, like, as long as you're not in the media, like, being a dick, like, we don't care. But in the locker room, I'm still going to be like, fuck this guy. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But like, I don't think it's a coincidence that once Juju comes along, wins the Steelers MVP, and like, he's the man, and like, suddenly people start to feel like, Oh, well, because, like, yo, whenever a team has, like, a really good player and then someone comes out of nowhere and they cost nothing, it's like, well, maybe we could ship this guy and get right, two pieces. Right. And it's like, then you start to feel unwanted. You start to feel like, oh, I'm getting taken advantage of or take take it for granted. So I don't think it's, like, a coincidence. I think that Juju coming in and being as productive as he is, like, kind of, like, threw him off a little bit. And, like, people have been saying some things. You don't expect that, though, from, like, a 30-year-old guy. I think that... Like, Kyrie Irving just had some comments the other day that's been lighting the world on fire about how he called LeBron. And he apologized to him. And he apologized. Like, yo, I was a stupid kid. I, I was, like, this is the anti-that. You know what I mean? This yeah, well, is- not everyone. I, I think Kyrie Irving is sort of an outlier in that aspect. Not I, a lot of people would do that. A lot of people, maybe a lot of people even would, but wouldn't say it in the media. That's true. How, how about this? Look, look, the way I'm about to frame this question is because we're all straight men. I'm not trying to be sexist. But how hot? Does a girl have to be in order to like like a ratio of high maintenance-ness to hotness? How annoying does a girl have to like to keep her she's around? mad annoying, like, but like she's, she's really hot. But she's like high maintenance. And you're gonna like date you gotta her. keep her happy, you gotta keep her in these furs, yeah, yeah, you yeah. gotta keep her she gotta be the main person in your life, you know what I mean? Like how hot does she have to be in order for you to handle that? A B oh. hot. <laughs> a B level hot. Yeah. So is AB now, now that he's 31, now he's on the wrong side of 30, right? He's getting a little old. He'd been to brunch. He ain't a supermodel no more. <laughs> you know what I mean? One, he means one too many brunches. Yeah. How big of a diva, how, how much of his diva is being covered by his play now? Because I now, think all of it still. Still. Yeah. Dude, he's still amazing. Yeah, yeah. He, it's not like he's like... Still top five, but near the end of top. No, bro, this dude is like, no, still top ten, but like he's like seven, eight, nine. Dude, this guy's top three without question. Yeah, he's nice. Like it doesn't matter. I think it has nothing to do with that. I think it's an ego thing, and I also think that like when you are as good as Antonio Brown and as productive as he is, you can be flashy and be like, yo, I'm the man or whatever. Because like, what am I gonna say to you, bro? You're the man. Like, what am I gonna say? Like, I hate that I have to fucking listen to you, but at least you're not in the in the. You know, in the locker room and on the sidelines, wilding out and like causing, giving a bunch of attention to this team, and everything's cool when we're winning. When we start losing games, and then a new kid comes along who's fucking how, what is he twenty, Juju, and he's like likable. He's out here like doing Fortnite dances and shit. He's a likable dude, nice dude from what I can see. Locker room's gonna gravitate towards that because it's like now I don't gotta deal with you. We got a new guy who's mm. younger. He's probably gonna be here for his whole career. You can go now. I also think with Juju, you gotta factor in that he hasn't gotten paid yet. 
Yeah, that's some too. people when they get paid. That's what Ryan Clark said. He's like, yo, AB from the beginning, he came on his rookie deal and he was doing everything right. But there were certain tendencies that he had that he was telling some of the veterans, Palomalu, James Harrison, uh, Larry Foote. He would tell them, yo, when this guy gets bred, we're in trouble. And all those guys were on the the tail, the back nine of the curry on their last three holes. So they're like, you know what? We won't have to worry about that. But you got to remember one thing with wide receiver, man. And you played wide receiver. You're the first one that breaks the huddle. Right, like when you when, when you call on a play, you're the first ones, you're the furthest away. It's the only position in all of sports that your success is solely dependent on another guy getting you the ball. You can't be productive if you're a wide receiver. So, for him to have diva tendencies, I feel him because like, yo, I need the rock because I gotta eat, and I help us win because I am a top five wide receiver. So I don't fault him on that. Where I have my issues with AB is that he quit on his team. And then he's like burying his teammates. At that point, your teammates are gonna be like, "Yo, man, I just be gone. You can't repair that." Here's the only problem I have with that, and I'm pulling up the exact stats right now to like to bolster my argument. But yo, last season he had 163 targets. This season he had 168 targets. So where's even your "I need the ball" thing? Like, where is it? You had more targets than you had last year. He had more fantasy points than he had last year. He's no going to share the like, spotlight, bro. I'm telling exactly. you. Exactly. That's, that's, that's the only thing that's is. different. That's There's the only not thing that's different, room bro. in the spotlight for two people. Yeah, because it's not even like some Odell shit. Remember when Odell was being a bitch and he was like, yo, I'm not getting the ball. I'm not having fun. It's like, bro, you're not having fun? You're in the NFL. Yeah. You're your second year. What do you mean not having fun? Go work at Geico then. <laughs> Like, this is fun. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. and then everything was fine. Once you started catching touchdowns, doing whatever. I think the combination of losing and the combination of Juju coming in and kind of threatening his throne kind of did it for him. I think also Le'Veon Bell. I think what Le'Veon Bell did really put a, a wedge in that locker room. I think that, like, even right off the bat, remember in the offseason, Antonio Brown skipped some practices. He just decided he wasn't going to show up for a while. And then he just kind of showed up. And, you know, there's different organizations that can handle that. I could tell you as a sixth grade teacher in the South Bronx, for, for those who don't know what I do for my day job, I I could tell there's a, the same classroom with the same kids with the same personalities in one room with one teacher could be a wild bunch that can't be that can't be tamed. And in another room, you could hear a pin drop. And I think that's what you have with Mike Tomlin. It's all about accountability. Like, if I'm a teacher and I tell you, if you do this action, there will be a consequence, and then you test me, you do that action, and there's no consequence, then I am forever labeled soft, right. I'm forever labeled a liar, I'm forever labeled, you can get away with anything. You're with not a guy. leader. Right, you're not that's, a leader. That's the that's the con of a player coach. Right. You get right. stepped on by your players. Rex Ryan, too. It's like, yeah, we love it. We he, he goes for us. But you know who has success? Bill Belichick. Where he cuts Richard Seymour and then he goes on to have two all pro years and he cuts this guy, he cuts that guy. You know what I'm saying? He trades Matt Light, who won like three Super Bowls with them, to Tampa Bay. It's like that's what you gotta be they say the two biggest um the two biggest uh it's like fear and uh, fuck yo. I'm getting stumped right now. But it's like consequences, it's like fear and something else. And competition. Fear and competition are like the two things that motivate people. It's like if you have a coach like Belichick and it's like, yo, I'm fearful that I might get cut even if I have an all-pro season because I've seen it happen before. Mm -hmm. Or you you might lose your job. 
the next season because right, it right. happened before. I'm, I'm reading this book right now called Gridiron Genius by Mike Lombardi. If you haven't, I'm a halfway That's into your it. boy. That's my guy. Um, he goes into what makes a successful organization. And one of the things that makes a successful organization is the culture that's established. He, he had the opportunity to work with Bill Walsh and then he worked with, um, what's his name, Al, Al Davis in Oakland when they were in their glory days. And then he worked with Bill Belichick in Cleveland and New England. So he's seen the best at what they do and doing it best. And one of the things is these dudes are, are hold, held their players accountable and they they had every single part of the organization. Like there was a story he shared where Bill Walsh, after a game where they won, he called Lombardi over. He's like, remind me to fire the PA announcer because he, he sucked today. Like that's the attention to detail you need to have. So if you're a guy like Tomlin and you're letting a player who's obviously a star player, knows he's a star player, conducts his business like he's a star player, walks the walk like he's a star player, doesn't smell his shit like he's a star player, and you let him trample over you as if he's a star player, that's when you lose the locker room. And on top of that, Ben Roethlisberger is probably the reason for all this. There's a lot of sentiment in the in the, around the organization that Mike Tomlin just lets Ben Roethlisberger get away with whatever he wants. And that's why this whole thing happened. So I think as much as you can blame Antonio Brown, the Steelers organization has to take just as much blame, specifically Mike Tomlin, because this is the guy who allowed it to happen. You're right. You're and right. It, and it's, it's very, very, very franchise dependent. Tim Petrop confirmed big culture guy. Big culture guy. Big I'm culture. a culture guy too. I'm all about the culture. You know how I go. You know, I, I've been rooting for the Mets and the Jets my whole life. So I know what culture does because <laughs> I see bad culture all the time. Yeah. yeah. So locker room culture. Yeah, man. I'm taking AB on my team though. Giants? I mean, no. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'll take one of them, but I'm not <laughs> taking both of them. Imagine Odell and AB. <laughs> but there's not enough footballs to go around. Yo, they'd have to like run hook and laterals every play. Imagine how nasty that offense would be if they were willing to. I don't even know if that's even. Like, I mean, obviously it's an asset, but it's like. This has to explode at by week four. There's only two possibilities if they play together. They either fight or they like start making out. <laughs> and we're gonna move like forward. they like they love each other to like no end or they fucking hate each other. There's it's, no other option with them too. They kill each other because they wouldn't have a quarterback that could throw them the ball because the Giants took a running back instead of a quarterback when they should have. <laughs> we would actually need a quarterback that could throw with both hands and has two footballs. Yo, don't worry, you can get Josh Rosen. It's a hope. He's not going anywhere. Bro, he's not going to one. He's not going one. Yo, Josh Rosen's getting traded. Kyler Murray's going one. Tim Patrop. Not, at, at Tim Patrop. Not facts. Super not facts. Little Dash. Fake facts. Timothy Petropolis. Yo, you know who Kyle <laughs> Murray's getting uh, player comps from? Remember Pat White from West Virginia? Yeah. yeah. That's what his measurables are. Hmm. I mean, Russell Wilson was the third round pick. Paxton Lynch just got signed somewhere. To the Seahawks. Seahawks. Hey, why not? Because he sucks. I mean, look at the landscape of the NFL quarterback right now. There's like everything about Paxton Lynch that I read was like it was never skill. It was like his ability to comprehend the playbook and like bring it out there to the field. So why not go to a Brian Schottenheimer playbook? It's like slants, play action, two plays. Take it away, Paxton. Dude, if that just made me so upset. What's that? 
You're Maxim? a fucking professional athlete. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, I mean, it's an issue Read the sometimes. fucking playbook. Some people are stupid, bro. Jamarcus Russell. So draw it on story his... that came out. I don't understand. Like, why? Like, just draw it. Like, just have him, like, one of those sleeves. And then just draw all the plays and have a thousand pages Yo, on some it. playbooks are super complex. Spider 2 banana. I don't know, man. Should we let them in on a... Nah, forget it. Surprise. The fuck was that? <laughs> I'm, I'm very cryptic today. Yeah, I don't know what you're saying. Very cryptic. You're saying a lot of stuff that no one knows what you're talking about. Only yeah. you. Facts. <laughs> um, anyway, let's get to spitball. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're going <laughs> to... Sorry, I choked Jesus on that Christ. one. We're going to start with uh, Champ Champ. Uh, fight week this week. TJ Dillashaw trying to become champ champ against Henry Cejudo for the flyweight title. So, mm. we'll see if it happens. Greg Hardy, as we mentioned, also on that card. And uh, Cowboy versus Alexander the Great Hernandez. So... <laughs> Decent card, first ESPN card. Let's see what happens. You like TJ? I do. He calls himself Alexander the Great. That's so his fight name is like his name is yeah. Alex Hernandez, but like, Alex the Great. Yeah, yeah. Oof, that's a fire, like, no? I like TJ. You don't fuck with that? I'm, I'm Greek, man. Only one Alexander the Great. <laughs> Damn, bro. Okay. Um, <laughs> Mick Championship. Um, if you uh, when I wrote this, it was a lot less long. But if you don't know this, you're probably living under a rock at this point. Um, because of the government shutdown that's now in its 28th day, if I'm not mistaken, there was no cooks or cooking staff at all at the White House. So uh, when the Clemson Tigers came to accept their national championship trophy, uh, President Donald Trump <laughs> uh, took a bunch of fast food and laid it out on fancy platters and gave it to these kids Um God bless America. Yeah, this is one of my favorite things that's probably ever happened. Favorite? Yeah. Okay, that's one way to that's one way to look at it. This is I don't think people even realize how fucking funny this is. That's mad American. No, 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 it's, it's not. No, it's not. It is. It is, it is one of the funniest things. I, I don't even. Just there, it, there's so many layers of hilarity here. Yeah, like people is. don't understand. Obviously, this dude spelled hamburgers wrong. He said hand hamburgers. Hamburgers. And shout out to Burger King, who the next day tweeted because of a big order yesterday we're out of hamburgers only hamburgers today yeah great job by the solid pr marketing. guy there yeah, solid yeah, yeah. marketing solid also trump in that tweet says he ordered a thousand hamburgers and in parentheses he wrote <laughs> i paid yeah gotta love that guy <laughs> what was that twelve hundred dollars congratulations dude you're the president congrats <laughs> then went on to say <laughs> that they ate them all in an hour literally impossible that would be like every guy eating 10 an hour yeah, yeah. then he's big boys on that team well man. i don't know about 10 an hour then he goes on to say like great guys great eaters i was dying oh that's a good trump great guys that is great eaters i used to do a good george w no i can't do trump trump's too hard for me Dude. yeah that's phenomenal bro. that was phenomenal you must thank be you. a comedian or something <laughs> thank you so much i'll, I'll yeah. leave some ham hamburgers in the in the locker room Yo, one of the most ridiculous things ever. Do you know the best words? I, I know the best words. Missouri. <laughs> <laughs> I love when he said that. What, what was the one he said? Oh, God. There was a video of him mispronouncing things. It's, it's my favorite. Was like, we just left, uh, we just left uh, I forget what he called it. It was Paradise. Um, yeah, I don't know. He said the wrong name to it, and, they got, and everyone was like, oh, shoot. Missouri. <laughs> I'm going to Missouri. For a wedding. The soon. Nazis. Are you really? Mad random, yeah. You're going St. where? St. Louis? My brother-in-law's getting married. I'm assuming? Uh, around St. Louis. Like a suburb of St. Louis. That's it. Um, team sex. Uh, Tim Tebow tied the knot over the weekend hey! to Miss Universe. By the way, this guy constantly just... Hold on. Who? 
Tim Tebow. No, I know. What's Just his type name? Type in Tim Tebow. Oh, Miss Universe. Uh, her name is Demi Lee Nell Peters. She got mad names. Listen, yo, this guy. Two hyphens. This Not guy, Tim Tebow. Tremendous game. Olivia Culpo, he was dating too for a little bit. Another Miss Universe. Uh, this girl's hot. This girl's hot. Yeah. I mean, t- would Timmy, you expect anything less? Quality yeah. greater than sign quantity. Yo, I'll be, I'm, I'm, obviously, you guys know I'm a fully straight male. Something about Tim Tebow. Like, I don't even want to, like, have sex with him. I, but I want to marry him. Like, he's just a wholesome dude. Yeah. Maybe this is what this lady said. Like, he's just not full of shit. You want to bring him home and meet your parents. Oh, my God. So badly. Yeah. But I just want to be friends with him. But shout out to Tim Tebow, man. Yo, how Doing can, it right. How can you be so good looking and so athletically gifted at the same time? When you don't have to worry about getting girls. Yeah. That's like 60% of my young life completely out the window. Imagine how much production. Yeah. And it was hard for me. I was fat. <laughs> it was really hard to get girls. I had to put a lot of effort and concentration into it. Yo, this guy's creeping, man. Yo, Tebs is crushing. Yo, if he makes it to the, to the big leagues and hits a, one home run. He's creeping into my top five. I'm not even kidding. Top five baseball players? No, five just like top five humans. people. Who's number one? I don't know. Did I put you on the spot? It's a hypothetical list. I think, uh, I think uh, Hugh Hefner for me. Hugh Hefner? The Rock. Derek Ma- Jeter. Mahatma Gandhi? Derek Jeter's got to be no. up there. Did you say Gandhi? Yeah, I love Gandhi. I'm, I'm kind yeah, of but little, we're talking one. about like Yo, we're having fun bodies. <laughs> we're having fun. This kid's talking about like starvation. Yo, Derek Jeter, best life ever lived in the history of humanity. He probably probably yeah. The only the only downfall Derek Jeter ever had is that you play baseball, so you play 162 games, which kind of is like that's the only pot. And like, oh no, I play a professional sport. But he's the dude that like nah, he's he, also playing baseball but he when he's one of his professional sport. No, I know. I'm like, just saying like it sucks you. that like during your life you have to work a lot. You know what I'm saying? That's not like work. I feel you. But you I get, feel you. You get five months off. I'm saying comparatively to other sports. With football, you play 16 games, you get the fuck out of there. You they play practice. 160 games. You got practice every day. You don't got to practice when you're in baseball. Yeah, can I tell you guys a theory I have about baseball players? When they go on slumps, Sexing? a lot of pounding. Yeah. Interesting. When they go on like 0 for 20 slumps, I think they've just like had nothing but like four slumps. It's like zero gas. Yeah. Weak knees, no production, can't get that extra elevation, that boost. We're, think- we're over here thinking it's it's the home run derby. But it's it's that's a day off. You ever have okay. a, you ever have a girl that you're prospectively trying to like get with come to a baseball game of yours? No. Every time oh, I, I would never. Every time I had a girl come watch me play baseball and I knew that like sex was kind of guaranteed after, I always raked. Always. Always, <laughs> always, always. Well, I wasn't I wasn't the best hitter back in the day, <laughs> so I would have not done that. We we're playing center outfield with Joey and he'd just be like heck you he was like a, a bleacher creature while playing center field, just heckling everyone at the dish. Yeah, I would scream at kids, and their parents would be upset with me. But it worked. We, we I would like put my head down and just run into the dugout. Like I didn't even know him. He was my teammate. <laughs> Dude, I was in the center just screaming all the time. Ah! All right, anyway. Uh, tough blow. Uh, Trey Jones separated shoulder for Duke, who lost to the Qs, by the way. Just to put we watched like, that. I got to throw that in there. Yep. Uh, that's a big loss for Duke. That's their point guard. Uh, he still hits everything for them. He's also one of the best defenders in the country. He had like four steals, I think, that game, like five minutes in. So that's a huge loss for their prospective title hopes. He might miss some time. He's out indefinitely. So we'll see when he returns and how he plays then. But big loss for now. Yeah. Yo, Q's could win the championship? I hope so. You have a ticket on him? Yeah. Always I also have bet. a ticket on LSU, which is like. Always bet on your phenomenal. team, son, in college. 
I was Never mad. Know. I had Syracuse at 44 to 1. They were ballooned up to like 12 to 1. Nice. I mean, not uh, 120 to 1. I'm sorry. Oh, bedtime. Yeah, yeah. And then <laughs> now it's back down to 45. So I was back All right. where I got them. After being nice, I'll bet. <laughs> I said that terribly wrong. Yeah, twelve one. That's a tremendous I, ticket to I have. I forgot that a point. zero. I forgot yeah. a zero, but it was one twenty to one. I was mad upset with myself. Uh, hot stove cooking. Uh, the Yankees signed DJ LeMayhew and also Adam Ottavino. Ottavino. Uh, three years, twenty-seven million dollars. They're they're um. Their middle relievers are, are great. Um, another Italian name. I can't say Italian names for some reason. I keep I keep messing up Vic Fangio's coordinator's name. They sound like they they sound like they run a sandwich store. Um, the Dodgers have acquired Russell Martin, former Dodger. Um, in the proud tradition of players who are underutilized with the Mets and will now go on to have successful career, careers, Wilmer Flores signs with the D-backs. And um, B.J. Upton who wanted to be known as Melvin Upton, mm. now wants to be known as BJ Upton again. Nice. So B- BJ Upton it is, BJ. I mean, who doesn't love BJ? BJ. <laughs> Tell you what. Love BJ. His pops is known as Boss. LeMayhew? Boss man. Was that the guy from Looks like Colorado? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Do you remember? Giants Blitz. BJ Upton. Now, it stands for Boss Man Jr. Interesting. Isn't little spots anyway? Do you, do you remember we were we were in Colorado? Yeah, but like and vaguely, so, and, I was drinking. No, no, no. I'm saying at the game, Marco was like trying to pronounce Lemayhu. Oh, he was saying like Lemayhu or something. Yeah, Lemayhu or like Lemathew or some shit. I was like, <laughs> yeah, yo, bro. It's spelled La Matheu. For, for I used to call I used to call the honey badger Matheu. You guys remember that, right? Yeah, yeah. that's because like it's over Greek, and over though, again. I feel like I can, I just can't. I don't know something about those Mediterranean names. Like Adavino, is it Adavino or Adavino? Adavino. Adavino. Yeah, I want to say Adav. Arvado? I don't know. I don't know. Those fucking, those fucking, <laughs> damn, d- fucking, not consonants, vowels. Jeez, that took you a while to get out. I know, right? Yeah, I do easy, remember right? that. He was like, Lemmy Hugh, convinced. He's like, yo, who the fuck? He's like, Who's look what Lemmy Hugh is doing or something. It was so weird. It's going to be an interesting we're one. We're playing though, the cup game. Yeah, yeah. The real cup game. The real cup game, yeah. He has big splits. Interesting Orvino? to see. Yeah. No, no, no. Oh, the Le- 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 Yeah, yeah. He's he's like 50 points higher on the, on at home. I mean, he hasn't been that great since his batting title year, which is like an outlier. But yeah, I'll take it. He brings the gold glove, so we need defense. Yeah, he does. Uh, DraftKings sports betting controversy. So over the weekend, DraftKings did the first ever sports betting championship. So you either could have won a ticket to enter the contest or you could buy in for $5,000. And what it was, it was a weekend event where they gave you 5K in your DraftKings account and you have to bet on games. And whoever had the most money in their account at the end of the weekend won the first place first place prize, which was a million dollars. So what happened was, and it's getting a lot of steam, a lot of uh, networks are covering it because I do think this is the future of sports betting. And uh, the patch charges game went over the time that was expected, right? So that game ended at 436. For those of you that don't know, it <laughs> takes five minutes after your, after your game has concluded for you to be able to cash your ticket. So... The game ends at 4.36. Kickoff for the Saints-Eagles game was at 4.40. So people that won on the Chargers and Pats game couldn't cash their ticket or get the money from their account to bet on the Saints-Eagles game. Long story short, the guy that came in second place lost because he couldn't bet on the Eagles plus 8.5. He had a parlay of Eagles with the points and the under would have hit. Doesn't win the million dollar first prize. (laughs) Now, DraftKings has apologized for that, but the guy missed out. He came in second, so he won like $200,000, but that's an $800,000 difference. But I do think that this is something 
besides this controversy, I do think it's the future of sports betting where it's peer to peer betting as opposed to peer versus book. You know what I mean? It's like it'd be it'd be comparable to what we do with the confidence pool pick on Patreon, right? Everyone competes against each other. We don't compete against a sports book. You know what I mean? We're we're using lines from a sports book, but I'm competing to beat Tim, Joe, Boss, and a hundred other people. Bro, you could say that when we come in here, it's one versus four. Yeah, that too. Competing so that's that's where I guys. think that's where I think it, the future of sports betting is going to be because more and more states want to regulate it, and that's where I think we're going. Every every. I think every single medium in this world is going user to user. The the middlemen are are going extinct and they're getting scared and they're trying to bend the rules. That's hey. f- for another time. I feel like that's some like fucking Political conspiracy shit. shit. Yeah, it is what it is. It's, it's happening it with record it companies. Is what it is. Like yo, it is what it is. Like you get what music, you give. Like music, Best. you can't. It's hard to make millions of dollars off music like it used to be, but it's a lot easier to make sixty thousand dollars. That's because of different platforms, though. Right. So you right. can bring Same your music user to user instead right, of having right. to funnel through a record label. Hmm. Um, all right, cool. Let's get to the uh, championship games. Mm-hmm. woo Chalk. Chalk? Yeah, one, two, one, two. Mike, check. Oh. It's the top two seasons. I thought you well, meant this was just like... I'm like, no, these are really hard to pick. <laughs> no, no, I mean, like, it's the top two, it's the top two seeds of each conference. Once again, I will say this is probably like the most excited, exciting matchups you could possibly put together. Yeah. I know, I know, I said to Tim, I could see the Eagles winning last week, but realistically, I didn't see any of those home teams losing last week. It was hard, straight to see, up, not saying against the spread. It was hard to see them lose last week, man. It was, it was, it w- it was not. I think all the parody in the NFL, like all the parody in the NFL that we had was great, right? But I think all year we knew that there was four teams that were superior to everyone else, and the Patriots might not have showed it a long time, all the time. But I think we, you know, the Patriots already, and you know that they, and you saw that they were kind of biding their time. They're like, all right, we're probably not going to get this one seed. Let's get the two seed. Let's chill. Let's play Rex Burkin. Let's let's not let's not show the whole offense. <laughs> and then they come out and they fucking whack the Colts with their I mean not the Colts, the uh Jazz. the Chargers with their dicks. It's like whoosh. Yes. <laughs> so I mean as much as it was a very parody filled NFL season, it's good to see the top four teams facing off against each other. I think it's how it's supposed to be. Can I ask you a question? How come it's fine for the NFL, but with the NBA, when you get chalk, you get upset? Because it's one team and no one else has a chance. Everyone has a chance. Everyone had a chance. Everyone. No one has a chance to win the NBA title except the Warriors. Unless there's a catastrophe and, like, a fucking missile hits fucking (laughs) wherever they're at. San Francisco. Yeah, I I was so confident you were going to say missile after. I'm pretty (laughs) impressed. Read your mind. No, no, just a random something. What like a meteor? Like no one, no one's stopping this except for a natural disaster. I, think, uh, I was just curious. I think any of these teams. Which here's an interesting question. So obviously the matchups we have the Rams at the Saints and the Patriots at the Chiefs. Which which one of these teams has? Because I think they all have the opportunity to win. Obviously, um, but who do you think has the least chance to win the Super Bowl? Uh, I'm gonna go with the Rams. I was thinking the Rams too. For some reason. They have to go into a tougher place to play. I think the team they're playing is more complete. 
I think the Saints are the most complete team of the four, offensively and defensively. Uh, despite your boy Will Lutz missing the field goal last week, I still think he, he's probably one of the safer kickers in the playoffs. Top um, twenty-five, baby. <laughs> uh, yeah, Patreon.com. I, I think the Rams. I think the Rams. I would say are the least likely. And hey, if you look at the Vegas odds, they are the biggest long shot to win the Super Bowl. I think, wow, that's insane, dude. I think this particular matchup makes it hard for the Rams, but I think I also think that this is a really bad matchup for Kansas City. Like I think Kansas City, Kansas City's team, as constructed, has a very good chance to win the Super Bowl. I think Kansas City versus New England is going to be hard to overcome for Kansas City. I think that New England has a lot of things that can neutralize Kansas City's attack. So, so like, let's say wait. So you're example. picking the Chiefs as the least likely to win? No, I think it's a tie between the Chiefs and Rams. Wow, I'm gonna say the Rams, but I, I think the Rams are the worst team remaining. I think the Chiefs have the least li- are least likely to advance next next week. Wow! Just because, all right. So I guess we could get in, get into the game. Well, what team point. you said the Rams? What team would you say has the least likely? That's tough. Uh, We're splitting hairs, though. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely. I don't think so. I really think that it's the Rams by like a long shot. Really? Yeah. If you factor in who they're playing, the Rams have been running over everyone though. They just ran over over Dallas, who we thought was a stout defense. Sure. So I'm not. It's tough, but it probably the answer probably is the Rams. Is Sheldon Rankins gonna play? Nah, he's out. He tore his Achilles. Yeah, dude, then, on the floor. He's like, then is he gonna play? That's gonna be a, <laughs> got carted out. The whole the whole team came out there and was crying with us. Rhetorical question. Right. No. <laughs> For real. All is right. he gonna play? Nope. No. All right. Dude. So you take the best run stuff. That's not a rhetorical question, by the way. Yes, it is. Rhetorical question. Listen. Question that doesn't require an answer. Yes. Listen. You take your best run stuffer away. From a team that <laughs> now it, they were second in the NFL in, in run stopping, mm-hmm. but a lot of that had to do with the fact that they got such big leads. Correct. And teams couldn't run, so you take your best run stuffer off a, off that line, and you take away that strength, and you're going against Todd Gurley and CJ Anderson, and, I mean, and who leads the league bro, in he's rushing, been dominating the last since three week weeks. sixteen. Yes, leads the league in rushing since week sixteen. There's like 450 yards over that time. Yes, so. I, I'm I'm nervous if I'm the Saints. I think the Rams have a better chance of winning than the Chiefs do, if, if, as saying. crazy as that sounds. Joe, what do you think? Well, who's your least likely to, to do yours the to the Rams? So for the for this Chiefs game, let's let's think about like the Chiefs' strengths, right? On defense, everyone knows their secondary is trash, and more than the secondary is being trash, their linebackers are trash, trash, like super trash. The things the thing that saves them is they have a great pass rush, right? And what's Tom Brady's Mo, it's I'm gonna get the ball out as quick as possible. And you saw a lot of times if you go back and watch the game last week, he had receivers open down the field and he chose the checkdowns anyway just to get the ball out of his hands quicker. If you can neutralize that pass rush and you and then you have your receivers isolated on these on these run on these uh, what do you call uh, linebackers. linebackers and defensive backs, that's gonna be a hard matchup for the Chiefs to overcome. Um, so also the Pats. Remember last time they played, Pat Mahomes threw two interceptions in the red zone. And that's because the Pats came with all these exotic blitz packages and made them made quick decisions. Mahomes likes to hold on to the ball. Mahomes likes to roll around and make these plays. Now, am I saying there's no chance that he does? No, I'm not saying that at all. But the Pats, they ran more than they passed last week, and they, got, they put up 40 points. 
They're going to run the ball. They're going to want to keep the ball out of Mahomes' hands. And then when Mahomes has the ball, he can't turn the ball over in this game. If he turns the ball over in this game and he gives, that's like giving the Pats 10 minutes if the Pats do what they need to do. You can't, the disparity, they need to control the ball for more than 25 minutes in order to win this game. And if, if Pat Mahomes throws interceptions, they're not, not, not going to be able to. So it makes me nervous. But there's, there's good things for the Chiefs too. But I, I'll, I'll save that for when I've been talking for a while. Nah, I agree with you. I mean, <laughs> I, we, I think collectively thought the Chiefs, uh, the Chargers passed for us last week. I mentioned Ingram Bosa were going to be a problem for Tom Brady. And then we see the Patriots come out. They take the ball. They don't defer, which is kind of very unpatriot-like. Yeah. And then James White has five catches on the first drive. Mm-hmm. So that right away is a quick answer. And then we, you brought it up, the Chiefs defense. Like, what scares you? It's the pass rush. It's Justin Houston's D4. It's Chris Jones. Like, those three guys coming after Brady scares you. But I think the the Pats have it to a T. I think it's similar defenses. Granted, I think the Chargers secondary and linebacking core is light years ahead of where the Chiefs are at. But I think the Chiefs have – I mean, the Pats have the answer. So I can see why you're saying the Chiefs might have the biggest struggle in terms of getting past this weekend or winning the Super Bowl. But the Rams could have a better chance of winning this weekend. Yes, but right. – and. I don't know if you guys saw the clip of Joey Bosa on the sideline with Tom Brady. Well, yeah, every time he was, he's like, yo, hold on to the ball a little longer. Why are you getting rid of the ball so fast, Tom? Right. That's what he said. And, and then and then Tom was like, Tom Brady was like, oh, yeah, you know, if you didn't get here. Anyway, like regular banter. But after that's what still gets stood, out to, stood out to me where Joey Bosa was like, you know, it's true. He's a beast. He gets the ball too fast. Like, I can't get to him. It's impressive. That's one of the better pass rushers in the league right there. Right, right. So... It it's it says something that I mean we've also been watching it for twelve years, but it, it says something to that effect where, hey, this is a this is a guy who gets the ball out and neutralizes pass rushes. On the Kansas City side, though, a lot of people are saying that the eighteen degree weather is supposed to affect. This is why you draft Pat Mahomes because that arm doesn't care about the weather. Um, you sure? I'm sure. His four lowest games in his career came in. Sub thirty two degrees, his lowest QBR. I mean, it was snowing last week, and he didn't seem to have an that issue. That was one of them. He didn't seem to have an issue last week. If he put the if he put that ball in the end zone a couple times, then his QBR would have been just fine. Sure, obviously, but, but it didn't. <laughs> but it didn't, and I think that the weather played a a factor in that. I don't know. He looked he when looked, you're playing in that cold of weather, when you have a vertical passing game like they have, I think it gets affected tremendously. I think the fact that it's going to be cold is a reason why I'm going to lean towards the Patriots this week. Tom Brady and what is perceived to be cold weather games under 32 degrees, he's 15 and 2 in his career, 13 and 2 in the playoffs. He's in Boston, though. It's fucking freezing. Yeah. Man. Yeah. And, and also, this guy is probably, I think, the best cold weather quarterback of all time. He's already the best quarterback of all time, but like when it's cold, it's like the guy, his passes last week against the Chargers looked as if it was 2007. Missiles. Edelman, Edelman, Edelman. Dorsett. But it's like on a on a string going down there. I think the weather is going to play a big role. And and you look at the pass, they're going to do what they always do. They're going to try to c- control the clock, like like Tim said, keep Pat Mahomes and them on the sideline. And they got they got Sony Michelle. They got the underneath shit that they could pick up first downs. And yeah, yeah. So I was gonna say I'm interested. I we I was bringing this up how we started two weeks ago. The X Factor. I said Damian Williams last week he thrived. He had I think 120 plus. This week it's the Patriots. It's like the cold weather. They probably want to run the ball a little more. I mean he had like 20 plus carries last week. Probably the first time he was leaned on since becoming the starter. 
can he follow that up with a good game? Also, the the way that the Patriots run, when Sony Michelle's on the field, they run 75% of the time. And they usually run out of a 21 formation, which is one fullback and one running back. And the Chiefs, if you look at how they performed, the 21 formation was the worst formation that they played defense against. All right, so you got the Patriots running their best formation against where your defense was worst. I, the only thing I see that's an advantage in terms of that is the Patriots are 25th in big plays um, and against guarding big plays. And Pat Mahomes, even last time they played, he smoked them downfield. Well, what they did was they did uh, they put Stephon Gilmore on Sammy Watkins. They shut him down, and then they tried to double cover Tyree Kill. And he scored three touchdowns. I think he housed the punt, too. But, you know, we saw the peace sign. That always gets me going <laughs> Love when I that see it. Sign. But, yo, you know what? I think that the what the – you got to remember, Kareem Hunt played in that game. Now, I know Damian Williams is still producing at a high level, but the way the, way the Patriots have treated the – the Kansas City Chiefs in three career games, 18 catches, 194 yards, and one touchdown, Travis Kelsey. I think they go after Travis Kelsey. They try to take him out. So I could see them really focusing on doing the same shit that they did earlier. They put Stephon Gilmore, who was PFF's number one corner this year, put him on Watkins, Patriot way, double Tyreek Hill, let him run wild, whatever, let him run wild, and then they, they try to shut down um, Travis Kelsey. Stephon Gilmore, Knicks number boys, one quarterback. PFF. Knicks boys. Psych! <laughs> That's wild. Stefan Gilmore got ran out of Buffalo. That was the number one corner. Bro, mad mad people from get ran out of Robert Woods, Reggie yeah. Raglan. He's on this team too. They Jeez. cut him after one year. He tore his ACL. They cut him. Yeah, I don't know. Stefan Gilmore looks exactly like Ty Dallason. I don't know what that means, but Kinda they does. look exactly the well, same. Well, Tobias Harris looks exactly like J. Cole. Exactly like J. Yeah. Cole. J. Cole's a weird looking man. That's, that's my guy, though. I was listening to the warm-up today. Young Simba. Heat. Is that heat? Yeah. Heat. You trying to put the heat out? No. I, that's oxygen. You feed the heat that way. <laughs> Who are you going with in this game? Um, If I'm being honest, like, I I, I don't know. I'm, I'm looking honest. at it. Well, yeah. Uh, I'm going to sit here. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lie to you guys the whole time. <laughs> um, No, but I, I see... You know, my opinion about the Patriots this season has always kind of been the same of being like, you know... Maybe they don't look as spry as they used to look back in the day. But, you know, with the whole talk of the conspiracy of like, yeah, we're just going to not show everything. And then they did what they did last week. It's just the fact that we talked about it and then exactly what we talked about happened, like, astronomically. Mm -hmm. Like, not a little bit. Like, Edelman had 10 catches. Sony Michelle and James White. Like so, James White had what fifteen catches? Yep. yep. And then Sony Michelle had to ran the ball like however many times. Three touchdowns. I think twenty times he ran. So it was like yo, literally the three things we said happened, and that's how they win. And I I know they're on the road and everything, but it's gonna be. I have to take the Patriots in this game just because. I I'll take them. They're getting points. I'll just take them until they prove me wrong. Off the field factors, too, it's a Patriots sweep and who has the advantage. Like, in terms of coaches, Andy Reid's an impressive coach, but don't get me wrong, but he's known for choking away things like this. He's known for choking in big games. All right? In terms of quarterbacks, you have a, a Tom Brady, who's going to be safe, and you got Patrick Mahomes, who's likely to turn the ball over. And in a game like this, like especially against the Patriots, it's going to be precision. It's going to be whoever loses the turnover battle is going to lose the game. Not only that, but it's like... 
one of these teams has a like obviously the Chiefs offense is you would say is better and the Patriots have still have a good offense and their defense is better than the Chiefs defense. So one of these units in this game is bad, right? And the one bright spot they have on their defense in Kansas City is their pass rush, which is completely neutralized by exactly what the Patriots want to do on offense. Mm-hmm. That to me is a recipe for a win. Obviously everything has to go the right way, but you're gonna your pass rush is what's gonna gonna get you to the Super Bowl. We love to dink and dump. Good fucking luck rushing the quarterback. And I, I think that drafting Sony Michelle in the first round was not a coincidence. It was just for this reason because Tom Brady is not the same guy he used to be, forty one years old. So how do you keep a pass rush away and how do you like keep these quote unquote NASCAR packages off the field? You get a bruiser that can go up the middle. And you run him in twenty one formation seventy five percent of the time. Yeah. That's Sony, the answer. PS3. Yeah. Hey. That was a bar. Thanks. Who bro. was the running back on the Patriots in the Giants Super Bowls? Uh Lawrence, Lawrence Maloney. Maloney and um oh, man. Ben Jarvis Grinnell's not. I think the you're right. The law Corey firm? Dillon? Nah, Corey Dillon was <laughs> way before. before. Yo, I haven't heard that name in years. But think about it. So someone like Lawrence Maloney, right? That's not a guy like James White. No. You know? So I, I don't know. That's why I asked, because I realize I'm blanking on who it was. Um it was Maroney the second time around for sure. Right, but like they don't have a guy that could kind of step out. They, sure? That could kind of step out. Lawrence Maroney that was, was a while ago. Lawrence the running Maroney. back for in all the seven. Okay, they don't have time. a guy who could catch the ball like that. You know, James White is one of the better guys in the league that could do that. So to have that to neutralize that pass rush, like it worked with the Giants because like I can't throw the ball to fucking Lawrence Maroney. You know, he's a bruiser. So it's also part of like the new the new game of football. It's like everyone can catch passes now, especially out of the backfield. Yeah, it's like. Kind of neutralizes the pass. Quick, yeah. Yo, you were right. Uh, ben Jarvis, Green Ellis, Stephen Ridley, Shane Vereen, Danny Woodhead were the running backs on that 2011 Danny team. Danny Woodhead. Wow. Hey, that that was when the Jets remember, cut him, and I was like, yo, how's this guy something? Do you remember Brett Favre? <laughs> no, because he was good for the Jets, and like, for some reason they just didn't want to keep him around, and of course the Patriots made him something. Yeah. Yeah, he was on Hard Knocks. He was like the, the story in Hard Knocks, but we kept John Connor, you know. Because, of course. The Terminator. Uh, remember when Brett Favre. made Farf- a big block on special teams. Yeah. This guy. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Remember uh, Brett Favre sent his dick to a Jets Hell cheerleader? Yeah. Uh, do you remember the guy who made fun of it? Yeah. My Danny Woodhead? Yeah, yeah. I don't even. That's not even a pun. He's just a good player. I am not a role model. I'm a, I'm a jeans, jeans model. model. <laughs> that's the best line in the whole thing. Um, all right, cool. Let's get to the other game. Um, the Rams at the Saints. Yikes. I mean, we all just talked about how the Rams probably out of all these teams have the least chance to win the Super Bowl for whatever reason. Maybe with Cooper Cup or saying something different, but the Saints seem to be the more complete team. Who was it recently that just said that Marshawn Lattimore is the best corner in the league? Someone just said that. I forget who it was. Probably Tim. <laughs> no, I think it might have been Colin Cowherd. Mm-hmm. Someone said that. So that's high praise. I mean, he had two interceptions too last game. but Two good interceptions. Yeah, well, one, one, well, the one, first one was fine. One good interception. Yeah. One good yeah. interception. Yeah. One interception that turned the game around. Yeah, and, and yeah. one yeah. very important. 14-0. Yeah. They both were really so still got to catch that one ball. The game. Uh, speaking of cornerbacks, it's very important to note that Aqib Tlaib didn't play the first time these two teams played each other. And that's when Michael Thomas went for like 200 yards, I think. Um, and that's 11 Yeah, that's when Marcus Peters came out and he got at Sean Payton because Sean Payton was like, yo, we were targeting 22. Wherever we saw 22, we were going after him. And Marcus Peters was like, yeah, kill that noise, yo. I hope we see him again. Well, be careful what you ask for. Because now they got Ted Ginn back, too. 
Kirkwood scored a touchdown last week. Speaking of, speaking of 40, 40 year old quarterbacks, Drew Brees just had his birthday earlier this week. He's forty now. Lit. And uh, <laughs> I just think I just think that yo with with all these weapons, they're gonna be picking on them. They're gonna be picking on Marcus Peters. I honestly truly believe too that Mike Thomas's handle is real. Like you can't guard him. Can't guard Mike. Only Jimmy Smith. Yeah, until he gets that touchdown. I tell you what, I like the Ted Ginn prop to hit this week again. I like I bet the it, shit out of that ten. It almost funny, so I can't it almost hit it. this week. But yo, let me know when you see a Taysom Hill prop. This is my guy. So, so so let me tell you something about Taysom Hill and why the Saints are going to win this game. It's because Sean Payton's such a genius. Yo, listen to this. When they went to the to that fake punt with Taysom Hill, right? Yeah. They the Eagles were in the exact formation that you shouldn't be faking against. They were in a prevent, right? But Sean Payton noticed that they were in that three times last week and that Fletcher Cox stood up straight and didn't rush in all three instances. So the play, because Sean Payton's cock is so large, was we're going to fake this on our own 30 and run it directly at Fletcher Cox in a a no-fake defense because of what he saw on film. And it's that kind of coaching, and it's that kind of, like, I've mentioned this before, the fucking bullseye in the eye of these Saints is just so there, and the Sean Payton is so there. They've been on a mission, man. They're on a mission. Do you live and die by that, though? Because you don't get that, and, like, you're fucked. Yeah. But that's always been his, like, he's always had an aggressive nature. Yeah. I talked about it on Monday, how he went for an onside kick to start the second half of the Super Bowl against the Colts. It's like, that's what he does. Yeah. I'm all for it, man. Me I'm too. all for it. Let it ride. Home field advantage also plays it. We're all Look. for it because it's worked out so far, by the way. Yeah. No, nah, but I've always been that way, though. Like, I, I, I'd much rather go for two. If I have an elite quarterback and it's 35-34, especially with how inconsistent kickers are now. Dude, Adam Vinatieri missed a 23-yard field goal last week. Would have cut it to two possessions. Completely changes the game. Right? It just, it, it just deflates you there. Where now, like, yo, I got Aaron Rodgers. I got Drew Brees. Fuck it. I'd rather go for it. He looks like Tim Allen in the Santa Claus. Um, Adam Vinatieri. Oh. Yo, what was that What was that stat you said about Drew Brees at home in the playoffs? He's undefeated. Undefeated. Now, home field advantage I don't think is a big deal in the AFC because it's the first ever AFC game in Arrowhead and it's the Patriots. On the other side, though, Jared Goff is significantly better at home. Significantly better at home. And... Drew Brees is also significantly better at home. One of those two players is at home. And I think that's going to be a big difference. I think the I think home field advantage in this one is a giant difference. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I said that earlier in the year. I felt like whoever had home field in the NFC was going to be the team that I would side with. Just because like, the Rams are a really hard team to play in Los Angeles too. Right. But it just so happens that they didn't have home field. Yeah, I'm intrigued to see what they do in the passing game. You said Michael Thomas at 211, like... Dak kind of spread it out last week. He was doing his thing, and they threw the air, but they chose – I don't know if they chose, but they shut down Zeke. So if they can take away Kamara and Ingram and then just hope, you know, do enough to shut down uh, Michael Thomas, see what happens. But the Saints themselves, after that 14-point first five minutes of the game, gave nothing away. So they're easily the more stingy defense. Yo, Saints, Mark Ingram, can can we stop? Yeah, I agree. Come on, just give the ball to Kamara if you're gonna hand it off. Give it a rest. At, the, at it this depends. point, short yardage. I want Ingram in there. All right, fine, but like really, it, it yes. should be it should be like 
80-20 snaps. Like, I don't want Ingram getting that many touches. I'd rather have Kamara. No. I th- like, truth. Come on. That's the guy that you're going to be going with and that he's the, clearly the better player. It just angers me when I see Ingram getting touches. Short yardage, cool. Whatever. Fine. But, come on. Let's go with Kamara. Preach. Devlin, though. Why would you want why would you want Ingram on the goal line? Alvin Kamara is like one of the hardest people to tackle on on all football. Yeah, but he's also a bowling ball. He just fall forward. Yeah, but Kamara will slip right on through cracks right in there. It's fine. I'm Ain't more, no cracks I'm when Aaron Donald's over there yeah. taking out five linemen. You no, know, Aaron up. Donald is good and, and, and he's the best, but where who else? Dominic I mean, Zoo? I mean, he didn't have a great year. He broke last game. What are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, last, all right, last game he did well. Brockers didn't have a great. I'm, I'm concerned about uh, is the offensive lineman Peak? Pete, yeah. Pete, yeah, Pete, Pete. He hurt his wrist and he played really bad in the interior. The interior, like uh, of the Philly defensive line, was really. They got to Drew Brees. This is the best interior line probably in the history of football. Yo, James Devlin, <laughs> uh, plus eleven hundred. Just saying to score a touchdown. Just saying. Go ahead. You putting twenty dollars on that? Uh, twenty. That's what I'm <laughs> that boy, about. that boy's getting a hand. And you guys, and you guys need... going to the sports book this week? Yeah, I'm going Saturday morning. Are you really? After work, yeah. You take Venmo? Yeah. Nah, but you gotta. I have cash. But then you would have to. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> we'll talk. I have cash. We'll talk. I really want to hit on this Ted Ginn prop. I really feel. What like is he's the prop? Just score a touchdown. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm going Saturday morning. Probably a bet on uh, UFC fights. And these games. Yo, actually, I shouldn't bet on these games. The last two weeks. These are hard to bet on, man. I've been undone by, I don't even know what. Oh, by missed field goals. Will Lutz, 25 under 25. Couldn't hit a fucking field goal to put me in the money. money. I went against my pick on, fucking, on VM. Yeah, boss. Yeah, bro. It's been that a was frustrating an couple weeks. That was, yeah. That's why I got me When you miss out on $650, you get angry. That's hey. true. Because of a fucking field goal. That's why I don't. That's why I don't gamble. I'm starting to get horny now. Yo. Oh man. <laughs> Speaking yeah, of uh, no words. gambling points and whatever. Smooth transition. Uh yeah, you like that shit. <laughs> uh, we have our confidence picks. Now it's ten. I'm back ten, on top, bitch. Ten. Ten no, five. Boss is frisky today. Mm-hmm. Well, how many points it. you got? Uh, I gotta check. How many did you have? You had nine, right? I had nine, and I didn't get any points. And I had seven, so, so I got 13, so I have 20 points total. Someone slow down, Nick. No points. I have 18 points. All right, so I'm two ahead of you. I had 13 last week, four first week. So this was the first week. I had four. You have 22 then, because you scored 18, right? Yeah, I had. I got my 12. I put the four points from the push on top of the Pats for 12. I missed the Eagles. No, I missed the Saints. The nope. Cowboys at six, because they didn't cover. Right. And then I got the Eagles and whoever else I picked that to. Oh, the Eagles at two. So, boss, you uh, you're 22. Joe, you have 20 points. You have 18. I have 18 points, and Nick has, has nine. Nine, yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's do this. <laughs> Rough week for Nick. I have 22. Nick might not even be in it for the Super Bowl this year. Yo, did you? <laughs> <laughs> nah, he could be. Not if he goes over. Yeah. Okay, I don't think he will though. What? Uh, so who who are you taking? I'm gonna take the Saints. Is that, your t- is that your most confident? That is going to be my most confident. That's my 10, and I'm going to take the Pats as my 5. I'm going to flip that. My most confidence is the Pats. The Pats have not been an underdog with Tom Brady at quarterback in 64 games. This will be the first time. Pats getting points. Yes. 
Um, and then I'm going to take the Saints with my second most confident pick. Um, both of them have three-point lines. So plus mm-hmm. three for the uh, Patriots, Patriots, minus three for the Saints. So Vegas basically believes these both all, both these matchups are completely even because it's three points for home team. Yeah, and I, I think that it, um I could see it in the Kansas City matchup. I can't see it in the Saints. I think the Saints are undervalued. I think it should be more of like a five or six point line. So I have the same exact picks as Nick. I'm putting my ten on the Saints and then putting my five on the Patriots. I got the Saints at ten and the Chiefs at five. Ooh, we got we got them. Thank you, boss. I you have I the Chiefs. Pr- Nah, I just appreciate you not picking the Patriots. Oh, yeah. Fist bump me, bro. I took the Eagles last year. You guys all laughed at me, but yeah. Talk your shit again. (sighs) Bro, you got to go against the public. When you guys are all against the Pats, I mean, when you guys are all on the Pats, you got to look the other way. We're we're three people. We're not the public. Public perception. Three out of four for every person. I feel like the public would be on the Chiefs. 75%. Last I checked yesterday, I think uh, people are on the... Pats and the Saints. So we kind of went. Oh, the Saints. Popular chalk. Yeah. We all have the Saints. No one picked the Rams. Do we all have the Saints at 10? No, I have them at, I have them at 10, yeah. I have them at 5. I have them at 10. I have them at 10 also. So I'm the only one. Steve, you can make up some nice ground here. Yeah, I can. I, need, I really need, I you, need, the pass need you to to miss on the Chiefs here. Oh, it's not happening. I hope you miss on the Chiefs too. Yeah. Um, but anyway, that is our show. Uh, Tim, where can they find you? At Simple Chop on all social media outlets, but only if you're feeling feeling real, real, real frisky. Um, BrotoFantasy.com or Broto fan, BrotoFF, excuse me, dot com for all your fantasy football needs all year round. And then finally, um, go check out the at Veterans Minimum uh, stuff that we got up there, including the wrap up where I spit bars. Bars. Nick? You can find me at The Lamb Show, Twitter, Instagram, and on Twitch. Also, Degeneration Bets this week. We went through the game lines, and I talked a little bit more in depth about the DraftKings sportsbook controversy. Uh, definitely check that out, because I do think that's the future of sports betting. At Individual27 on Twitter and the gram. You guys can follow me on social media at Joe Santagato, and go follow the show on all social media at Veterans Minimum, and our Patreon is set up if you'd like to support the show. It is patreon.com slash veterans minimum. Patreon spelled P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash veterans minimum. And that is all. We'll see you guys next time. Do it again.